Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Run Line, VSIN's premier baseball betting show. With Adam Burke, here's Ben Wilson. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It is our favorite two hours every week here on the network, at least us, Adam Burke, Ben Wilson. It's the Run Line here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Adam, it is great to be back in the saddle with you. I missed you. Good to have you back. Missed you too. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all. Yes. Uh, I don't know what you think of when you think of Major League Baseball on Mother's Day. I think of one Bill Hall, 2006, pink bat, walk-off home run, petitioned MLB to let him play the rest of the season with a pink bat, and they denied it. Sad. But Bill Hall lives forever in our memories on Mother's Day. I don't know what your <laughs> memories are, Adam, but those are mine. You know what? I mean, uh, my, my mom's always been into sports. I know you're searching. You're like, oh, I, I'm, I don't I'm, have <laughs> anything. I got nothing. Okay. No, my, uh, you know, look, it was really easy to be an Indians fan growing up in the 90s back in Cleveland. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, my mom and I going to games and stuff like that. It's just, uh, you know, those always great moments, to say the least. I, I miss those being out here now. I know you do. It's not, not, not our fault that the Guardians now are not any good. But we're going we're <laughs> to discuss a lot of things. We have a guest coming on today. Travis Sawchuk will join us a little bit later this hour. We have Adam Sabermetric, stat of the day. I've got some fun stats we're going to get into. Team of the week, which... You know, we, we submit our Team of the Week entries on, uh, on Friday nights, Adam. And this Team of the Week, which we highlight for its infamy, has somewhat turned things around this week. And we'll talk about the Cincinnati Reds uh, in a little bit as well. Talk about Sunday Night Baseball, what's going on right now. Dodgers-Cubs as well as a couple late games still winding down. Get Adam's takes on what we've seen out of some of these teams. And, and look, Adam, we're a month into the season, basically. We are seeing some futures odds move in pretty significant ways. And you could make the argument there are, there are going to be some spots now and pretty soon in the near future where value is there to be had. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, look, we're starting to get to a point where the sample sizes are getting a little bit more significant. We're starting to see areas of positive and negative regression for these teams. And one that I know you and I were talking about before we came on air here, and, and one that I discussed last week with Holden Kushner, who did a great job pinch hitting on the show. Of course. The Chicago White Sox. You know, I mean, this White Sox team, you said you saw them down to minus 110 to win the AL Central. Yeah. I think we could end up getting a plus money price here sooner rather than later because the Twins actually have a really, really weak schedule in the month of May. And that's something I mentioned last week. And, you know, look, they're also going to play, you know, a much tougher schedule in the second half as a result, whereas Chicago, they play a very weak second half schedule. So whether we start to fire on this sometime in June, maybe sometime in May, or just kind of wait for the adjusted numbers at the all-star break, it does appear as though the White Sox are a team that you and I both have on our radars as a team to take a futures piece with here soon. Right. Look, sweep the Red Sox uh, this weekend. Uh, the White Sox go into Boston, win that 3-2 today. Three games back as we sit a month in against Minnesota. I just want, first off, on Minnesota, Yuan Duran, he might, he might end up being like a top five closer in baseball. Like, we might get to the end of 22 and say, uh, why were we not on this guy? That, that guy is amazing. When you have a 101 four-seam fastball, and then you follow it up with a 98-mile-an-hour splitter, it's like, what, what are we supposed to do? Like, how, do you, how, how do you even do anything against that guy it's that guy is amazing and he's had a few saves already now seems like he's the preferred guy there for Rocco Baldelli yeah absolutely I mean you look around all these guys in Major League Baseball and if you follow somebody like at Pitching Ninja on Twitter and, oh. and you see all the highlights and all the disgusting stuff these guys throw it's always funny to me because I always get the tweets of like why don't guys just hit the ball the other way why, why do guys have to pull it into the shift all the time hitting is hard Hitting is harder than it's ever been. I mean, average fastball velocity is the highest it's ever been. Slider usage is the highest it's ever been. It's not easy to hit because you can make all kinds of adjustments and all that, but adjusting the human brain to the reaction time it takes nowadays to hit 101 or, you know, Emmanuel Classe running it up there at 101. There's a dude for the Tennessee Volunteers that throws 105. He sits 103. Like, it's just going to continue going in this direction where velocity just dominates everything in the game. Yeah. Hitting is just, it's hard. I was amazed calling opening weekend of college baseball down in Arlington at the Rangers park. There, it was like the seventh reliever of true freshman for Kansas state. Who's like as mediocre boilerplate, a power five team as you can get. Like they're not, even, they're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. Dude comes out. He's throwing like 97, not even, I mean, totally effortlessly. And then yeah. following that up with like an 86 mile an hour, this nasty slider, and I'm thinking, wait, th this is the state of pitching uh, we're in. So as that's a kind of an aside to saying, looking at the updated odds in the AL Central, White Sox minus 110 at DraftKings, Adam. Twins plus 150, uh, your Guardians 8-1, to one, and then Tigers and, uh, and Royals, forget about it, 22-1 uh, to one and 40-1. to one. Those are the kind of things that we're going to start to look at, uh, whether it's from team standpoints, from award standpoints as well. Really, really interesting uh, because you mentioned the Twins, and uh, just, just to pull it up here, 18-11, and 11, they get, like, after this, uh, they have a series against Houston start to start this week, but then Cleveland, Oakland, Kansas City, Detroit, Kansas City again, Detroit again. I mean, and all of a sudden we're in mid-June. So you are exactly right with the, with the scheduling talk you just discussed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, look, I've even thought about, you know, making a play on Joe Ryan to win the Cy Young, not because I necessarily think that he's got a really good chance of doing it, but just because – his next several starts are going to be against bad teams. He's going to be able to continue padding the numbers that he's put together here so far. And, and it's another reason why, you know, I, I keep pushing this timeline back a week at a time to fire on the I White know, right? Sox just because, you know, the, the Twins are going to keep beating these bad teams. And they do run into a lot of bad teams here through the month of May, as you mentioned. I mean, look, go from the end of from May 30th going into June 2nd, they have a five-game series against the Detroit Tigers. 
And the Tigers have been a massive disappointment here so far this year. I was way off on their season win total. That one I'm probably going to have to chalk up as a loser right now. But they're just – they don't play anybody for the next, you know, four mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. So – well, three weeks at least. So, you know, look, we don't have to dive into that White Sox price right away. But these are the things that you want to look for. You know, understanding quality of competition, looking at that not only on a team level but also on a pitcher level. You know, I started working on the regression report for this week's Point Spread Weekly, and one of the pitchers that I isolated – He's made five. He's made five starts. Four have been against awful offensive teams. Of course, his numbers are going to look good. So start looking at that too. Look at the game logs for starting pitchers and see you know who's actually faced a lineup worth anything and who's been able to pad some numbers against some really bad teams. Yeah, oh, it's amazing how that will work. And yeah, nice little teaser. The regression report coming up later this hour. We got Adam Sabermetric stat of the week, which we're excited to get into. Before we do anything else, let's update you on what's going on. Still a few straggling games on this Mother's Day Sunday. The Chicago Cubs trying to pull off the upset in Sunday night baseball. Justin Steele on the mound against Walker Buehler and the Dodgers and your $2 underdog in that spot. one nothing Cubbies were in the top of the fourth. Dodgers just got a, an infield single. So first and second, one out, 50 pitches so far for Justin Steele against the 18-7 and seven Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'm seeing Adam right now. The betting markets have this thing basically a pick em. Dodgers have just ticked to a slight favorite uh, in-game, but Cubs trying to... Uh, Pull off an upset here, and we're seeing a live total now down to six and a half live. Yeah, and in this game here, you know, if you're looking for a live betting opportunity or something like that, Walker Bueller has 21 swings against, 12 swings and misses, a 57% whiff rate in this game so far. So, obviously, his stuff is on point tonight, despite the run that he's given up here so far. Uh, You know, for Justin Steele, and and this Cubs bullpen has been really, really bad. That's a group that I actually expected to be pretty good. They signed a bunch of one-year free agents, guys with track records, guys trying to recoup some value, maybe get themselves a multi-year deal down the line, something like that. They've signed a lot of these veteran guys that have just not performed well. There are a lot of reasons not to like the Cubs, but this bullpen is definitely one of them. So if you're watching this and you're looking for a live betting opportunity here on the Dodgers, I I imagine one will be coming soon. Right. You think about, too, I mean, Justin Steele. It's not like uh, like it's become a household name, so to speak, at, at all for the Chicago Cub team. And with what he's done so far, I mean, it's a one and three, five fifty ERA entering in. It's it's always funny though when you look at and we'll get into this as kind of a theme with the whole regression report. A guy who's got a sky high bat, batting average on balls in play, which is our sabermetric stat of the week. We'll get into that in, in the next segment of three seventy three, which you normally expect to come a little bit further down. But it's like, how do you try and piece together like a guy with say a sky high bat pip with terrible numbers? but who at the same time you think is probably not any good anyway. Like, where's the middle ground there? Because it's easy to sit here and say, oh, regression's coming. His numbers are horrible. Well, there's, the counter to that is always there is a reason why his numbers are bad in the first place because he's just not any good as a pitcher. And my argument on Justin Steele would be, uh, yeah, I think he falls into that latter category. And as a result, if you're able to get the Dodgers at a basically pick and price, down 1-0 with two on and one out, uh, I'd, I'd take a stab. Right. And look, I mean, this is something to me where when you start talking about regression, you start looking for it on an individual player level. You, you have to have a reasonable level of command. You know, you have to be able yeah. to throw the baseball where you want to keep it off the barrel. You know, all those different kinds of things. A guy like Steele, only one barrel allowed so far this year. He may have one in tonight's game. I'm not sure. But going into this start, only one barrel allowed. Hard hit percentage of 38.3%. That's roughly around league average. That 373 batting average on balls in play should come down. There's nothing in his profile that suggests to me that this guy's just living in the middle of the plate and guys are going to keep hitting him really hard because they're really not. So that is a guy where obviously you wouldn't want to bet on positive aggression facing a team like the Dodgers or something right, like that. Yes. But, you know, if he winds up in a matchup where he's not that big of a favorite against the Pirates 
or not that big of a favorite against, you know, maybe the Brewers when Aaron, or you're not that big of a dog, I should say, against, yeah. you know, Aaron Ashby or somebody like that. Maybe those are the spots that you kind of look to take to take advantage of with a guy like Steele. This would probably not classify as one of them against a lineup this good. So, you know, when you see these signs of regression, you still have to pick your spots accordingly. And it looks like just watching this here, uh, we get Max Muncy pull something like look like he got out of the way of a pitch on a wild pitch first and third now one out and uh, Muncie appears to be injured he's staying in the game but that's uh that bears worth watching and you think about the Dodgers too I feel like we we have this discussion with them every year and it's like you're either in one of two camps either you're entering the season you just have a Dodgers futures ticket just because and you know they're going to be there or you're just sitting it out altogether and you just feel like okay a team that's as short as LA not even worth the time we ne- we usually don't discuss them from a futures market standpoint in season because there's usually not the, not the opportunity and that's really the case again this year with the, the great start they're off to once again in first place here in the NL West yeah I mean the one thing I worry about with the Dodgers and I mentioned this on the LA City cast with Danielle Alvari this past week is there's almost sort of like an NBA kind of mindset to yeah. them where yeah. like they're going to show up and they're going to play well against the Giants and you know the Braves and the Brewers and the top teams that are out there the Padres but when they face some bad teams you know will they be fully invested will they be fully engaged that's the question, but so far in this series against the bad Cubs team, uh, you know, they've won the first two games 7 nothing and 6-2. Not bad. Uh, plus not bad 230 at, at DraftKings right now to win the NL pennants. That is by far your favorite Mets. Those Mets, which we're going to talk about a little later as well. 4-1, to one, your second favorite. Doyers, plus 450 to uh, win the World Series. Uh, Muncie stays in, draws a walk, so bases loaded, one out, and we're seeing that in-game number going up, up and up and up. Uh, this is the run line we're going to talk Adam Sabermetric Stat of the Week when we return. Just getting started here on a Sunday night. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. We continue on the run line from VSIN, the sports betting network, here at our Circa Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Back with Adam Burke, Ben Wilson with you, Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass, Adam Sack, fly for one Justin Turner. It is 1 1 top of the fourth. We just talked about that, that old in game number. You had your chance if you wanted to get in on the Dodgers. It's now minus 200 here with Cody Bellinger up. Uh, and for Justin Steele, second time through the order this year, he's pitched to about a 675 ERA compared to roughly 280. 
his first time through, kind of why we don't really profile him as a, a top guy we'd want to bet on most nights. Uh, he of his 550 ERA, trying to get out of a jam here in what we think is probably his last inning, but, uh, but that's the latest uh, here in Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, we think it's his last inning, and it should be his last inning because, as you mentioned, he hasn't really turned a lineup over for a third time all that often this year, but they did play a doubleheader yesterday. They don't have an off day tomorrow, and, in fact, the Cubs have to go all the way out to San Diego after this game. So they've got the late mm. flight out to the left coast, Hendricks and Mackenzie Gore in that one. And Hendricks is a guy who's been kind of all over the place. And and these are the things that you want to think about from an in-game standpoint. You know, if you're David Ross, right, and you know you've got Hendricks coming up tomorrow, you've got a long trip, you just had a doubleheader, do you try to push Steele through the fifth inning here? Um, you know, I think that's really a big question for him. And, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if he can even get out of the fourth inning here. But, you know, those are things that you sort of want to run through your mind as you're looking to live bet a game is, you know, look at kind of the game state, the game situation, what's happened the days before, what's going to happen the days after, and see if you can maybe take advantage of a pitcher staying out there a little bit too yeah. long. Oh, and this is brutal because uh, in this case, still should have got out of it. I think that was Nick Madrigal with just an ole high throw uh, pulls his first baseman off the bag. And so Bellinger going to reach on an error, 2-1 Dodgers. Uh, they will actually, they're going to go. Wow, Nick Madrigal, lucky. They're going to call that a base hit, uh, Adam, even though he had plenty of time and good throw gets gets Bellinger by a step. Uh, Dodgers now up to minus 320 live. Your in-game total is up to eight and a half. This is one that went off. Dodgers minus 225 behind us here at Circa, and even eight with some juice to the over uh, on those totals. We'll circle back as well. Two games still going on as well that are in the very late stages after all the weather and rain we had on the East Coast, a number of doubleheaders in action today. We'll talk about those uh, here in just a couple minutes. But first, it is time. We mentioned BAPIP in the last segment. I'm surprised that we've waited till May 8th to even get into BAPIP, Adam. But I'm glad. Thank you for saving it for me, okay? I was yeah, gone absolutely. the last few weeks. So that's what friends are for, okay? Saving, saving the good saver metric stats of the week. Let's get into BAPIP. And people are like, what are you guys talking about? It's batting average on balls in play, Adam. And the floor, thusly, is yours. So, I mean, look, this is a very important stat for a few different reasons. For one thing, it never reaches what's called a point of stabilization. So it's always open to fluctuation, randomness, interpretation, all of that. It takes 2,000 balls in play for BABIP to actually stabilize. The highest pitchers are going to have about 575 balls in play. So this will be up and down throughout the course of the season. And it's why it's a really important indicator for looking at positive or negative regression, as we just talked about with Justin Steele, right? 373 BABIP. That should come down. The league average is usually around 295, but this year it's in the low to mid 280s with the dead in baseball that we'll talk about later on in the hour here with Travis Sawchick. But when you look at Babbitt, there are a few different things to keep in mind, some context things that you need to, to consider when you're looking at this stat. The first is fly ball pitchers can carry a lower Babbitt. The reason being fewer fly balls go for hits than ground balls. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a ball in play as a fly ball pitcher, Guys may have time to run under that. Whereas if you're a ground ball guy, less reaction time, you know, obviously there's a lot of open space there on the infield as well. Just kind of the nature of those batted balls. Typically ground ball guys, a la Justin Steele, will have a higher batting average on balls in play against. So this is a really good stat to look at guys that have gotten lucky, guys that have gotten unlucky, but also you want to apply context to it. And, you know, Ben, we talked about exit velocity, hard hit percentages, and all of that. If guys are consistently hitting the ball hard off of you, you're going to have a higher BABIP in all likelihood because more balls are going to find holes when fielders don't have time to get to them. So what this stat is, it's essentially batting average minus strikeouts and home runs because home runs are not a ball in play. They cannot be fielded, barring the occasional rare inside the park home run. But it's a really important stat to look at, especially as strikeout percentages increase throughout 
the, you, throughout all levels of baseball, but certainly Major League Baseball as well. So it's one of those stats that shows luck, good luck, bad luck. It's open to regression all season long. It's a really valuable handicapping tool for me and one that I do use quite a bit in my handicap. Yeah, and look, we always try to you know, break this down into that there are the, the main pieces of sabermetrics that matter. And like everything, everything matters in the grand scheme of things, but there are certain pieces of the pie that certainly you want to look at first. And I would, to me, like when I first got into sabermetrics, this was always the first thing I, I looked at. Like the WRC plus stuff that came came a little later. wasn't I wasn't all the way in right away, Adam. But like BAPIP is pretty easy to understand. You laid it out extremely concisely and in a, in a very normal layman terms here. It's something that people can apply pretty easily. It's just where you can get into trouble, like you were saying, is different pitchers, especially so early in the season might have these skewed by different factors that are, are things that they are, they're already going towards anyway. So I would, I would say the other thing too, it's like if you're looking at comparing BAPIP versus some of these other metrics, like XFIP is something we, you know, I know we've discussed as well uh, and, and we get into it. It's like, they're all, com- they're meant to be complimentary, right? It's not like you're just going to throw out a guy's really, really low XFIP because he's got a really, really high BAPIP. Like there's a reason why one is, is where it is and another is where it also is. I mean, if that makes sense. Right. No, absolutely. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about this when we profile the Reds, because the yeah. Reds are a team, their BABIP, their batting average on balls in play against is 340 this Ooh. season. It's 22 Boy, points howdy. higher than anybody else. And as I mentioned, the league average is around 283, 284 in, in that neck of the woods right now. So they're almost 60 points higher than the league average and batting average on balls in play. It's a big reason why they've gotten off to such a bad start here, along with several other reasons. But also, too, the thing about BABIP is, it can, it can also kind of correlate to a team's defense, right? We know the Phillies are a bad defensive team. Their pitching staff has the fifth highest BABIP against at 295. That makes sense. Their fielders do not field balls. They don't have a lot of range. So it's also an indicator of team defense as well that you can kind of use to, to your advantage. And look, you know, it's also something that's good for totals. You know, if you've got mm-hmm. a bad defensive team and you've got a pitch-to-contact starter with a high batting average on balls in play, there's probably a reason why his numbers look like that. So I think it's really beneficial for totals, but it can be beneficial for sides as well. It's funny you mentioned that, too, on the defensive part because Amal Shaw and I were in these, these seats yesterday watching uh, the Guardians just manage, to, manage ways to boot the ball every possible direction yesterday, and we're thinking, like, we don't, you know, we don't talk about defense enough on a day-to-day handicap, partially because there's, really, there's not as many of these specific defensive sabermetric stuff, but what you point out is great because it's, it's not just pitching, it's, it's defensive, and I know we have, like, defensive runs saved and things like that, and everybody, you can look at, you know, team errors. But as you know, that doesn't necessarily tell the whole story, just the number of raw errors. I mean, what we just watched, was that a play? I mean, like, Madrigal should have made that play, like, every time, yet it's going to go in the book as a hit, and we're never going to really tell unless you actually watch the game and, and knew if we're talking about this Dodgers-Cubs uh, game here. Right, exactly. And the thing about errors, errors are a bad defensive stat because you have to actually get to the ball to make an error. There are balls that are hit that guys should absolutely get to. They're not going to because they don't have the range. It doesn't go down as an error. You know, it doesn't really go down as anything in the box where it just becomes a hit. But there's not enough context to really show, you know, why that became a hit. You know, we see center fielders that have great range, guys that can go and get it, you know, in the gaps and all that. You have other center fielders that can't. And it's not an error when they don't get to the ball. It's just they don't have the range to get there. And BABIP can kind of illustrate and isolate some of those things too. Uh, Yeah, it always makes me think of, like, the Cubs willingly letting Kyle Schwarber play uh, the outfield. <laughs> it's like, right. what, torn ACL a week into that, the season after the, the 2016 World Series where it was like, ah, uh, you kind of get what you deserved here, Cubs. You're playing a guy with zero range in an outfield position. Like, it's just, that wasn't going to go well. And that wasn't something that could be really factored into in defensive stats. He didn't really make any errors. 
his range was about the same as you or I. So right. in a major league outfield, that, that's just the reality. Probably more me yeah. than you. Uh, I, I played a little right field in high school. At least I could get to. I had a good arm, but clearly I, I didn't have much range. <laughs> what what so. makes you say that? Come on, Adam. You're the one digging your own grave. Here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to pump you up. But when you play in a high school uh, park with like 240 fences, you know, you can say you got range. That's true. To cover. That's a good point. That's my point. Uh, so Justin Steele does get out of the top of the fourth. 2-1 Dodgers here. Walker Bueller still in. Uh, the only pitcher in Major League Baseball with a complete game shutout this season. He won't get that today as he's already given up a run there. So 2-1 in the bottom of the fourth. couple games still in action. Rangers and Yankees. These are a pair of games on the East Coast, Adam, that were uh, rain-altered throughout the weekend. Rangers and Yankees, they finally got onto the field today. Garrett Cole outdueled Dane Dunning earlier today, 2-1. Rangers, though, trying to pull the upset in game two. Joe Barlow, a strike away uh, from shutting the door in what would be a 4-2 win for, for Otto and the Rangers. Not a statement you normally make. Otto and the Rangers <laughs> is a plus-170 dock against Jordan Montgomery, but uh, they're, they're a strike away. DJ LeMahieu with the plate, the, uh, the tying runner. And what has been a very odd weekend for the Yankees, given a lot of things out of their control with, uh, with Mother Nature there in the Bronx. Yeah, Gleyber Torres with that walk-off home run today that would have been an out in a lot of ballparks, I, I think. Chris so. Chris Woodward, the manager for the Rangers, came out, and he was kind of like, well, you know, we're playing in a little league park. Like, What are you going to do? <laughs> um, but, you look, I think that, you know, again, even if you don't have a bet on a game, right? I'm going through. I'm looking at this box score. I didn't have any action on this Rangers-Yankees game. Jordan Montgomery today, over six innings, only had five strikeouts, but had 16 swings and misses, gave up two runs on four hits, pitched really, really well. Michael King came in, gave up the uh, the two runs that have mm-hmm. the Rangers in the lead. But Glenn Otto is a guy that I've started looking into him quite a bit. And, and one of the things that I try to do is I try to find these pitchers on bad teams to kind of back. Yeah. Glenn Otto, his raw stuff looks really, really good. That's a name to keep in mind and remember here as we go forward. And Joe Barlow does get the fly out of DJ LeMahieu, so it's over. Rangers get the win over the Yankees 4-2. Cash is about a plus 170 dunk. He's no Glenn Allen Hill. He's Glenn Otto. That will leave That's a name. With this segment. I'm, I'm proud Bill of Hall and Glenn Allen Hill. Bill Hall and Glenn Allen Hill in 25 minutes of action. All right, we've got the regression report coming up next as we continue here on the run line. You found VEASAN's premier baseball betting show. This is the run line. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season in our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. As we're back on the run line with Adam Burke, Ben Wilson, on hand from our Circa Sportsbook Studios downtown Las Vegas. Adam, I know anything involving ballpark challenges and blue moons, you are going to be first in line. So, Giddy up. Get in there. You know what? What goes better with baseball than beer? <laughs> I don't know. Right? I'm from Milwaukee. I, you know. the, right? You should know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so envious of the fact that, like, when, when I went to Milwaukee a few years ago and, and saw the then-Indians play there, like, the parking lots for tailgating baseball games looked like what I see for Browns games on Sundays. Oh, and, that's I, and there's just no, I mean, there's no pregame excitement of any kind with Cleveland. Disappointing. Yeah, that's a shame. Well, like, when you suffer through 110 loss seasons and, you know, Ray King is your best pitcher uh, and Elmer, Elmer Descends yeah, is getting we, we rocked keep, every fifth night. We keep throwing out random, um, <laughs> random MLBers on the show here. When, it, when that's happening, Adam, you know that you need something, something else to do when you're at the ballpark. So, yes, uh, Milwaukee tailgating. Undefeated. One more final to get get you to. There were a trio of games when we came on the air tonight. 
couple of straggling games from doubleheader days on the East Coast as a result of all the rain we've seen uh, in that eastern part of the country over the weekend. Uh, and then we'll get to another an injury update in Sunday Night Baseball that just happened here a second ago. But the Baltimore Orioles, they earn a split against the Kansas City Royals earlier today. Zach Greinke outdueled Jordan Lyles, 6-4 win for the Royals. I don't know if outdueled is the right word there, Adam, but I mean, technically, Greinke and the Royals get the win. Uh, but the, the uh, Orioles, I should say uh, Greinke and the Royals get the win. Orioles come back today, and uh, they are victorious. This one just goes final, a 4-2 final in uh, Game 2. As Bruce Zimmerman, two, uh, two, strong, two earned through six strong innings, Adam. And I know you've noticed a really, really big discrepancy now that they've moved the both the uh, far wall back and a little bit higher there at Camden Yards, we've seen some really fascinating changes in numbers for a park that has always been considered a hitter's park. Maybe not so anymore as the Orioles win, and this game uh, stays under at that 4-2 final. Yeah, really significant physical change to Oriole Park at Camden Yards here for this season. And Jeremy Frank at MLB Random Stats on Twitter, uh, who does tweet a lot of really good random stats, so as we, the name would imply. You would follow him. Yeah. Right. From 2010 to 2021, right-handed hitters at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, 262 average, 320 on base, 440 slugging. Now, again, I will preface this by saying that, as we know, offense is down, the ball is dead, the humidor, so on and so forth. But this year, right-handed batters at Camden Yards, 226 average, 304 on base, 338 slugging percentage. So the slugging percentage is down 100 points. Part of that is the baseball, but a bigger part of it is they moved the left field wall back and made it taller. And so when you look at Baltimore here on the season, what's really interesting for them going into today's action, a 270 ERA at home as a pitching staff, a hmm. 513 on the road. So their park is playing much, much friendlier. And also, too, when you think about the composition of the lineups in the AL East, the Blue Jays, a lot of right-handed power. Yankees, a lot of right-handed power. Red Sox, a lot of right-handed power. This is a ballpark change that should really, really benefit the Baltimore Orioles as this season goes along, especially as they play teams from within their own division. Now, of course, when it warms up, we'll see what happens with the humidor and, and all of that. But the big thing here is that that huge ballpark alteration in Baltimore has had a significant impact on their games here so far. And I believe now they're 19-8-2 to the under on the season. Fascinating. Well, and you would have thought, like if I came to you and said, oh, we have Daniel Lynch and Bruce Zimmerman in game two of a doubleheader where bullpens were used uh, pre you know, pretty deeply in game one, and you're going to give me a total of seven at Camden Yards, you would have been like, uh, where where do I where do yeah. I put my money right. for, for the over there? Uh, but that exactly what you said, and the odds makers have adjusted on this. That game stays under. Orioles win is about a minus 20, 127 uh, favorite in that one today. We'll get to the regression report here with Adam in a second, but uh, Justin Steele appeared to have injured himself, Adam, while warming up for the fifth inning. So Cubs will get the classic guy out of the bullpen who can now take, uh, if he wants to take an hour, he can. If he wants to take... Five minutes he can. Looks like uh, we've uh, adjusted Rucker coming out of the bullpen here for for the Cubs, and they go in to that bullpen pretty early. I'm getting a look on the screen of what happened, and uh, Mr. Steele is trying to extend his thumb in a way that looks really, really awkward, and he's now coming out of the game. So something to note there is the Dodgers have ballooned now to a minus 450 money line. I actually said, too, when we were watching and he was having the control issue in the fourth he inning, I, it, yeah. I said he looks hurt. There looks like there's something wrong with him. He was kind of shaking out his hand, sort of trying to stretch that shoulder a little bit. And, you know, kudos to him. I mean, he, he fought his way through the inning, so I give him a lot of credit for that. But, again, you know, we kind of talked about it. The Cubs now, after playing a doubleheader yesterday, playing late Sunday night baseball here today, now they go out to San Diego tomorrow. Very challenging spot for them. And it's not even just the first game. It could be the second game or the third game on that road trip where this kind of catches up with them. So, 
you know, look, it's you're going to have to lay big prices, of course, to, to fade them against the Padres with the way that San Diego has played here so far. But those are things that, you know, I, I think I kind of mentioned this to you uh, one of the shows that we did previously. Like, it's hard for me to be in the moment with baseball because I'm always trying to think a few steps you're ahead, ahead at yeah. something that could be actionable. Uh, Michael Rucker in my apologies, the, the Rucker, the, the Rucker name there and no line yet out. Kyle Hendricks and uh, tomorrow's game versus Mackenzie Gore there at Petco Park in San Diego. So 2-1 Dodgers as we go to the fifth. That's the only game. Last game of the night still going. As we get into the regression report, Adam, you and I, we kicked off the show talking White Sox. And at what point did we feel like the time to dive in would be on a White Sox team that's now down to minus 110 to win the AL Central at DraftKings, three games behind the Minnesota Twins. They open the season a near minus $2 favorite at minus 190. What about the White Sox do you like from a positive regression standpoint? So I'll pull back the curtain a little bit here on the article that's coming up in this week's Point Spread Weekly. My positive regression team in the regression report article is the Chicago White Sox. So I actually wrote this up today, ran this uh, information here. Through Monday's game, or through um, Sunday's games, I should say, the White Sox, 285 weighted on base average, 89 WRC+. Both of those ranked 24th, even though the White Sox are third in hard hit percentage and fifth in barrel percentage. So this is a team that's making a ton of hard contact, and they're not getting the results on it. And yes, they've had some injuries, they've lost some guys, but they're still making a lot of hard contact. And so it's one of those scenarios where they should be performing significantly better offensively than they actually are. They're dead last in weighted on base average minus expected weighted on base average, which is a sabermetric stat you can find over at BaseballSavant.com, which is the home of StatCast data. But what that says is when you look at their exit velocity, their launch angle, their quality of contact, they should be about 174 points better in weighted on base average than they actually are. And that's the worst one in the league. And for those that are looking on the screen there, the Orioles are actually 29th. And we just talked about what's happened with Mm -hmm. their park factor. One of the things I've picked up on here is that with the humidor now in all 30 parks, teams in the Midwest and on the East Coast have had the biggest discrepancies between their actual stats and their expected stats. So I don't know when this actually gets better for Chicago, but it should. They're making a high level of contact quality, and they're not getting rewarded for it. That should ultimately end up turning itself around, which is another reason why I do like them to ultimately win this division. But for right now, they're hitting the ball hard, and they're not getting the results. And we've seen it kind of play out that way, where even this weekend when they swept Boston, all three of those games pretty low scored. Right, now 3-2 today with the win, and they'll go back to guaranteed right field. Series with your Cleveland Guardians and then the New York Yankees uh, coming this weekend. That'll be... That'll be interesting to see uh, to see that series. Michael Kopech opening a minus-180 favorite against Zach Plesak in tomorrow's game. We'll, we'll discuss all the Monday action on the card a little bit later in the show before uh, we wrap things up. I know specifically to pitchers, you've been looking at guys on the regression report as well. Padres are always such an interesting team because they have, at least to me in, in kind of a vacuum, they have some of the, the most high-variance pitchers as it relates to public perception. And, I mean, it all starts with somebody like Blake Snell who – I mean, you can go back a couple of years, and there's a reason why uh, people are either very high or very low on him when you think about a sky-high walk rate, but also a guy who's pitched big in big-game situations only to be taken out a little bit prematurely by a specific manager who will remain nameless. What do you, there's a different pitcher, though, we're going to talk about today on your regression report who's also on that staff. His name, Nick Martinez, who has been a really interesting guy toward the bottom of that staff uh, coming back into the big leagues this year. Yeah, coming back in the big leagues, he was pitching overseas in Asia for, I believe, four seasons. Yeah. Uh, so the Padres wind up taking a chance on him. Nick Martinez here, he's made five starts so far this season. 338 ERA, a 544 FIP. 
So when you see a low ERA and a high FIP, that's a guy that you want to look for some negative regression from. And the reason why is because he has a 90.6% left on base percentage. Left on base percentage and ERA are going to correlate very, very well together. If you have a high left on base percentage, your ERA is going to be low. Why? Because you're stranding runners that are on base. If you have a low left on base percentage, your ERA is typically going to be a lot higher. So for Martinez here, high walk rate, a lot of traffic on base, high hard hit percentage. His zone contact rate is way too low for a guy with his stuff quality. He's a regression candidate across the board, and we'll see what his number looks like here as he'll wind up facing the Cubs uh, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday in that series. That's very interesting, Mark. We just talked about mm -hmm. uh, fade the Cubs at any cost, and now we get the guy who is front and center on Adam's specific regression report. Maybe, you know, what, there's only 162 games each team plays, Adam, across 30 games. That's like a, number, you know, a ton of games yeah. over the course of a season. Maybe just don't bet that one. Stay away. Maybe, that, maybe that's <laughs> some of our advice. Uh, for that last pitch in the bigs in 2017, hard to believe. And, and back then, look, his, his last two full seasons, 566, 559 ERAs. And, and the underlying numbers were about the same as well in Nick Martinez. Always good stuff, Adam, on the regression report. When we return, Travis Sawchick joins us to talk a bunch of different topics when we return on the run line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including the guy sitting to my left, Adam Burks, daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, with best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL offseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream. Whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at vsin.com slash spring. As we're back on the run line with Adam Burke, Ben Wilson from our Circus Sportsbook Studios downtown Las Vegas. Now 4-1 Adam Dodgers have added two more on uh, the sad state of affairs. It is the Chicago Cubs bullpen. Uh, probably no chance to really in-game this anymore, but as we came on the air, we're like, look, minus 120 on the Dodgers, down 1-0, two on, shaky pitcher on the mound. 
pull the trigger, go for it, and now look at it. 4-1. Of course, neither of us played it, but that's beside the <laughs> right, point. Yeah, right, no. Beside the point, all right? Look, I would say probably at this point in time, taking a look at a live under is not a bad idea. I mean, Walker Bueller is pretty much in cruise control at this point. Eight Cubs, as I mentioned, long trip out west to play San Diego tomorrow. The Dodgers, they don't have Monday off. They go play the lowly Pirates, and you know, hey, I, I kind of mentioned it. I sort of wonder about the Dodgers playing those teams that aren't very good. Maybe mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to go against them at some point in this series. But I would think that these two teams now on what appears to be a pretty chilly night in Chicago and just want this game over with since the outcome feels fairly decided. So maybe a live under would be the way to look now. At eight and a half, about a minus 120 amount of juice you'd have to lay. Not, uh, not the worst play in the world. Uh, two up, two down to start the bottom of the fifth there for Walker Bueller. All right, let's bring in our guest. So pleased to welcome in for the first time, at least on this uh, program, Travis Sawchick, who's a writer for The Score, covers all things Major League Baseball. Uh, such a pleasure to have you on, Travis. Give him a follow, by the way, at Travis underscore Sawchick, S-A-W-C-H-I-K. Hard to believe, given everything that happened uh, throughout a zany offseason that we are now a month into the start of this baseball season. Uh, Travis, what have been some of your, just your general takeaways, as I know you've you've looked at all sort of all sorts of things high and wide in the MLB season now that we've gotten uh, this, what, 16% of the way in to 2022 here? Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild to think that uh, after that 100-day lockout that we're now you know, almost 20% of the way through. Uh, I mean, I think one of the the big things like everyone has been talking about, discussing, writing about is just the, the state of the ball. And uh, it may, maybe going with the deader ball isn't the best idea when, uh, as we all know about, you know, pitching science, pitching development, keeps getting better and I think it remains ahead of hitters even if you remove spider tack and the sticky stuff from the game so just the confluence of a deader ball and you know pitching tack and development being ahead of hitters I think is maybe not the best combination Um, not so much related to to uh, you know sports betting and uh, Vegas odds and all that sort of thing, but attendance being down. I was curious to watch attendance early this season just to see if there'd be some fan blowback after the negative PR of the winter. And uh, comparing April 19 to April of this year, uh, on an average per game basis, that's down 3%. And even if you take out Oakland, I think it's close to 2.5%. And that's just continuing this gradual decline where uh, you look back at peak attendance in 2007 and uh, comparing that to the last pre-pandemic year in 2019, baseball is down 14%, lost 11 million fans. So I think, you know, uh, I, I know there's a lot of other ways to access baseball and MLB.tv and uh, tw- social media, Twitter, all sorts of new ways for young people to to, to ac- access the game, be, be ongoing to it. But I think that has to be a concern. You want customers in the seats and mm-hmm. you have the oldest fan base amongst the major sports. So, uh, that's when something I've been keeping an eye on. That's necessarily on the field thing. Uh, yeah. And just some of the interesting breakout stories and, uh, you know, seeing people like Chad cool pitch. Well, is really kind of crazy to me. So, uh, yeah, those are just some of the big picture things I've, I've looked at lately. Speaking of Chad cool. I know you were in Pittsburgh for a long time covering the pirates and, you know, now you're Cleveland based. So you, you know, you see the guardians now on a daily basis. Uh, you and I have both seen some some very bad teams throughout our time being baseball fans, <laughs> observers, scribes, all of that. Have you ever seen anything as bad as this Cincinnati Reds team? It's it's really something. I mean, it's almost becoming 
uh, a must at least box score peak every day. <laughs> Maybe must watch baseball, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, it's it's really sad to see uh, what some of these fan bases go through, and we all know about the tanking, and uh, we saw how the the Reds roster was gutted after the lockout, and the the blowback ownership received after. Basically, telling fans they know their options and uh, where are they going to go. So it seems maybe fitting that this team is now. Uh, are they four and twenty-two? Right, now? I, I can't remember the the latest record. Only got but, their fifth yeah. win today. It only came uh, <laughs> big, big number five. Big number yeah, numero uh, cinco. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know. <laughs> next CBA, uh, I was kind of pounding the drum for the higher minimum wage and for or minimum salary for players and that sort of thing. But I might have to get back to pounding the drum for some sort of salary floor because uh, I just, I just think for an overall health of the game standpoint, even putting aside whether it benefits owners or players, I think uh, just some of the, what we've seen in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, it's just not healthy. It's the only sport that operates that way where you get these payrolls down to these absurd levels where the Dodgers are five Xing, four Xing, some of the bottom quartile payrolls and, I don't think that's health. Even if winnings loosely correlated to payroll in baseball, I, I think the optics are really poor. And there's also just something to be said for op, off-season interest and enthusiasm when teams are making moves, making trades, uh, as they are in the other sports, to meet floors, caps, and uh, it, it at least generates interest. And back to the attendance, I mean, there's some outlier. Uh, the Blue Jays are up 11,000 per game over 2019, and it's because of the, the – they have a lot of marketable young stars. They made big offseason moves, and that's healthy and fun for for a fan base. So I'd like to see more teams get involved and kind of rambling about some business and off the, right. uh, off season matters. But yeah, I mean, it ties back to the Reds because that's just a disaster, and it's really sad. And when you look to just from a, and I know you're obviously focusing on a lot of the, these macro ideas around uh, around this season in particular, and. Thinking about a division where, if for people trying to handicap this stuff, by the way, Reds down to 57.5 on their in season win total, which is kind of hilarious. So, congratulations on cashing the under if you played that 77.5 preseason win total. But looking at, let's, let's look to, at a division like the AL East, which is kind of the, uh, the opposite of the Reds' futility, where you have the Yankees still favored to win the division right now at minus 105, at least at, at DraftKings. But they're in, in this stretch, and you were pointing this out the other day on at least on your uh, your Twitter feed, look, going to be playing probably 22, th- 23 games in a 22-game stretch. It's a team that was not exactly had a history of staying healthy on the field. Toronto has put up big, big offensive numbers, and they're still plus 160 to win the division. Rays have also uh, done some really good things as well, even though they've been a little up and down on the pitching side, and are still 5-1. to one. Uh, What's been your, your handicap and overall analysis of, of the Yankees in this AL East division as a whole from what you've watched so far? Yeah, I think going into the year, I definitely had the Blue Jays winning the division. I had the Yankees as a playoff team. I think that I had them second in the East. Um, my my concern with the Yankees was one you, you mentioned, just the, the injury risk, the age. Uh, they have a number of players, especially just Donaldson, Stanton, Judge. These guys have all had major injuries. So just kind of wonder how they'll hold together over a full season. Uh, but uh, on the flip I guess on surprising to the upside a little bit is the starting pitching. It's been, uh, I mean, beyond Garrett Cole, it's been really good. Uh, Jamison Tyone looks better this year. Uh, you know, a year, a, fur- a year further removed from Tommy John and his stuff just 
looks a little cleaner, crisper. Uh, Severino's come back and looked, uh, you know, like, you know, I'll be curious to see where, if he can stay healthy, where he is in the second half. And Jordan Montgomery is pitching really well after being up and down. Uh, so the rotation and, and master, of course. So the rotation has really been uh, clicking on all cylinders and the lineup is still very formidable. And I think it looks pretty prudent uh, right now that they made some defense. They focused a little more on defense. Uh, well, a lot more on defense, a catcher and shortstop, and that might be paying dividends even beyond what we can measure in defensive run save and that sort of thing. And for, who knows from pitch calling and capturing intangible value of defense too. It just seems like that trade might be uh, that decision to trade some bat for glove might be pretty, uh, might've been pretty, a pretty smart move. So right. yeah, the Yankees are surprised at the upside. I still think I like, I, I still trust the blue Jays a little more just because they're younger and so much firepower that really hasn't got online yet at that lineup. If the Oscar back today, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a great to, uh, like, Yankees, race. Yeah. like we said, minus one Oh five Jays plus one going to be an, uh, an interesting race for sure. And uh, Travis, we appreciate, appreciate the insight. Thank you uh, for coming on the show and joining us. Check out his work again at Travis underscore Sachik on the Twitter. Travis, as always, thank you, my friend. Uh, be well. Thanks, fellas. Anytime. Absolutely. Uh, we are at still 4-1, top of the sixth inning. Little update on Dodgers Cubs in our Sunday night baseball action. Get into hour number two of the run line after this here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 